You're listening to Face Off, episode 119, recorded May 2nd, 2011. Welcome to Face Off, your face-to-face web technology podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Robbins. And I am your other host, Mark Sanborn. In this podcast, we talk about web technology, such as web development, social media, and web entrepreneurship. As always, you can get the show notes for this episode by going to faceoffshow.com. All right, so uh, this week we have yet another interview, uh, and I'm really excited about this one because it's a a local guy. Uh, His name's Philip Downer. Uh, I've talked about him on the show a lot because he listens to the show. He's a big fan. He always gives us content and ideas. Uh, so it's a real treat to have him on, don't you think, Mark? Yeah, um, it's it's good to put you know some voice to the uh, you know the screen name. We're, we're always getting tips sent in to to, um, to face off. We're always getting new web apps and new ideas from Phil, and it's always great to just sit and talk with uh, fans of the show and and get to really hear a different perspective on freelancing and entrepreneurship and and how other people do business. Absolutely, uh, Phil owns a web shop here in town. Very successful. Uh, he, you know, which is why I really wanted to talk to him is because, you know, he has made that leap to a web shop that is, you know, he's going full time. He's not doing it out of his garage. They have an office, they have a, you know, he's got a partner. And so, uh, I want to really thank, uh, Phil for coming on the show. We'll get to his interview. And also I want to let anybody know if you have any ideas for the show, web apps, anything, or someone you want us to interview, send us an email telling us their name, their email address, and, you know, their sort of expertise and what we should try and talk to them about. We'll try and get a hold of them. Uh, especially if you really like the interviews because uh, they've been a joy. It's really cool to talk to awesome people. So let's get it to Phil Downer. All right, today we are very lucky to have a very special guest. Uh, I, our guest, uh, Philip Downer, has been a fan and a contributor to the show since uh, day one. Uh, so thank you, Phil, for coming in. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So, Phil, why don't you just you know tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Oh, well, I'm a freelance web developer. I do a little bit of everything. If it's if it's online or if it can go in print, I know how to do it or I know the people who know how to do it. Um, I work with a really tight-knit group of freelancers in the Bozeman, Montana area. Um, everybody from uh, web programmers to designers to illustrators to copywriters and really just bring in the talent that's required for a lot of um, a lot of different web projects, whether it's um, a WordPress blog, we've been doing a lot of WordPress work, or um, even full-blown content management systems that are more on the custom side. So, so, yeah, I really like WordPress. Uh, how did you get into design and development? Um, you know, it was really a, a natural evolution. I, I started out um, back in the late 90s doing just standard HTML and table-based web layouts for, for small businesses. I think like I got paid a couple hundred dollars to do my first website and it was, I went on way back web a few weeks ago and finally <laughs> pulled it back up. It's just horrendous. Big money, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, when you're uh, in your late teens and you find out that somebody will pay you to do what you love to do, it's like an epiphany. Um, you're like, wow, you 
you know, I, I've, I've always loved working on computers and now people want to pay me to help them promote their businesses online. So I started back, you know, when I was like 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. And it's just been like this evolution of, um, you know, staying on top of current web trends and moving from table-based layouts that are all HTML and um, moving to CSS and moving even then into content management systems and dynamic um, websites and some of the search engine optimization and marketing that goes with them. Yeah, Jade and I were talking about uh, the evolution of just even PHP itself um, and going, you know, to frameworks, to CMS, like WordPress. Uh, it's just, it's changed a lot. You know, yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. Like, it's it's opened my eyes over the last, um, you know, three years. Because, I, you know, you were getting back to, like, how did I get started? And I don't really consider myself a programmer. I don't necessarily consider myself a designer. I just work in so many different mediums that I, I kind of walk this fine line between everybody. So if I have a really heavy-duty programming um, application that I need to do, you know, then I'll tap on guys like you that, you know, that'll do the agile task and know how to do the Ruby on Rails stuff. And, um, you know, then if I have a really, you know, kicking um, design that needs to come out or an awesome illustration, then I'll bring those kinds of talent to the table so mm -hmm. that I can kind of be that in-between in guy that says, look, here's what the client needs and here's how it needs to translate to their business. But I know what, that what you do is, is incredible. I, I can't even touch that. But I kind of bring all these minds to the table so that in the end, um, you know, we're greater than, the, than each of our individual parts. So, yeah, and since you know like all the different technologies and people, you can kind of point your clients into the right direction or kind of be like that liaison uh, that you know helps with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's been a lot of fun is like, you know, taking a, a something that's really nerdy and something that like a business owner just does not want to deal with. Like mm -hmm. they, do, they don't want to choose a web framework and I can't blame them. You know, they don't know <laughs> sure. what, the, what, what the decisions they need to make there yeah. are. So I can really be the guy that steps up to bat for them and says, here's why we're going with Drupal or here's why we're going with uh, with WordPress or here's why we need to roll our own framework um, and, and really help them equate that in, in strong dollar and cents. Um, types of ways so that that's really what i enjoy is taking web technologies things that people don't even know that they can help you know help their enhance their business with and bringing that to them in a real plain english um, really sensible sort of way so when you're working with all these people i i mean you work with the clients and 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 i think that there's a big challenge out there i mean what are some of the biggest challenges you you found when you work with you know clients and especially in the sort of way that you do it i mean it's difficult in itself to break it down to a language that is easier for everyone to understand but what else have you encountered that is just really challenging you know i would say in, like in terms of handling clients generally um you know, just helping them understand why they need to make that significant of an investment and helping them understand why maybe right now we need to spend a little bit more money um, to invest in the framework and invest in the, you know, in the solid foundation for years to come. Um, that, that generally is the, is the biggest hurdle. And once you get past that, and you get past that initial kind of sticker shock attached to doing quality web development because I think all of us know as developers that there's there's a lot of cost associated with it. Mm -hmm. But once we get past that and businesses begin to see, hey, you know, these these leads are coming into my business or I'm actually seeing foot traffic in my in my retail store, then it's just like seeing this light bulb go on. And, it, and after that, it's just like, how can we keep that momentum going? So I think the biggest hurdle is always 
getting a, a smaller business, because I work with a lot of small and medium-sized businesses, and getting them to understand why we need to make that investment and, and why it costs what it costs. Yeah, I think it's funny. Mark and I were talking the other day about how, or maybe it was me and uh, our other friend, but it's, it blows our mind that that uh, you know white pages, or phone books are still around. Like it just you know, and these and it's funny. Like small business people, you know, you know that they'll pay like nine thousand dollars for a particular highlighted entry in the yellow pages, but when you come with them like a three thousand dollar basic website, they're always kind of like, whoa, that's really yeah. expensive. Yeah, 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 that's incredible. In fact, it, I always I always joke with. Uh, you know, some people in my office complex there because literally two doors down from me is um, a, a Yellow Pages publisher who oh, will no. go un- unnamed for the show today. But <laughs> they're always coming over. They'll send their they'll send their salespeople over, and you know, I sit down and I say, you know, uh, I've done the traditional print marketing. In fact, you know, I kind of come from a background of of print design and newspaper design, and. Um, while I think there's still certain validity to forms of um, of print marketing, um, I, I don't want to poo-poo that at all. But to me, it's like as a younger guy, I don't even remember the last time I picked up a Yellow Pages. I honestly don't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't think I even have a phone book here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I found one on my front porch that I think has been holding down. Uh, you know, you've been using it for its weight more than anything else. So, you know, holding pe- papers in place. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate to, I hate to harp on something that you know people do spend so much money on, but I think that we really have to begin to make that shift. Sometimes businesses only have so many marketing dollars to go around, and. I think that you just get so much more mileage when you turn that to the web. And the benefit, of course, is, as you guys know, everything is measurable online. Um, and so to really make that shift to say, you know what, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit of experimentation to find out what's going to be right for your business and how to position your business online. But we have the tools to measure that. Maybe search engine optimization will work good, or maybe pay-per-click advertising will work good, or maybe you just need to blog more. Um, but we have the tools now to, to say, this is what's driving traffic to your website, and ultimately, this is what's driving sales in your business. And I think that that's really unique about some of the online channels. When you're creating some of the uh, projects, do you ever have clients that try to add features in at the last minute? Um, do you kind of make a spec beforehand or kind of, how do you kind of handle this type of thing? Well, it's kind of interesting you ask that. I'll, 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 take you, I'll answer that question briefly and then I'll take you full circle. Um, I'm generally the guy that ends up adding feature bloat because I'm I'm a web developer. I'm like I'm like the guy that's like, oh, it'd be really cool to have this feature on it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so I've I've really come, you know, full circle in the last two years of, you know, going from let's have this whiz bang feature to, you know, let's build it as we need it. Then and that's just been me and my development philosophy evolving over the years. And I think that um, you know, that that movement towards, you know, agile. Um, tasking and, and and releasing constantly and um, you know so much of this I'm just repeating from your guys' previous shows you know I learned so much from the the face off show but um, customers you know I generally as as a general rule I'll sit down and we're really straightforward about what the website should be and I think one of the biggest tools that you can do to help people help your clients understand what the end product will be is, is wireframing. We sit down and on and whether it's like a WordPress website that has really standard features or whether it's um, you know a really custom application that has a lot of database database integration or uh, sales features we'll sit down and we we do everything in uh, wireframes and that just allows us to have those discussions with our customers that are like 
These are the features. This is what you can ex the way you can expect your website to work in the end. And that usually through those discussions, it usually brings up, um, you know, those kinds of questions that are like, oh, okay, we need this to be modified. We need to add this feature, um, or hey, that's not really what I was expecting. Let's not spend the time developing it. So I think wireframing is just in the last couple of years to me that's been like a huge leap forward in the way that we develop websites. So, so let's say, you know, you wireframe it up uh, and you have this good idea. If we, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to need a designer. I'm going to need to bring in a designer to help me make this. Or, you know, this is going to have some cool features. I need to bring, you know, a programmer in here. Um, how do you find your talent? How do you, go, how do you go about finding people that, you know, this, this close-knit community? But I'm sure it didn't just happen. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get out there and find these people? Uh, there's a couple ways. Uh, I love to read. Uh, I think that's kind of, and I loved, like, I'm always looking at other people's work. Um, I, th I think that um, for better or for worse, you know, I draw so much from the online community. Um, for design, I really look to Dribble. I think that that's a really cool design community. Um, if you don't know what Dribble is, um, it's Dribble with three Bs, D-R-I-B-B-L-E.com. And it's kind of a social networking um, website for, for graphic design. And basically, instead of posting, like, say, a full design, you post a little tiny corner of maybe the mobile app that you're working on or uh, the little icons that you're designing. And I, that's been just like a great resource for finding people whose design work I think is just incredible. Um, so for certain projects that I, I think w that design is what's going to make the project, um, I'll, t I'll tap on, you know, people either that I've worked with in the past or somebody that I think is really going to bring a lot or has experience in a certain area um, of website design. To me, programming is a lot more difficult because it, there, it, you don't have the visual elements. Right, right. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, sometimes it can be a lot more difficult to say, um, you know, this guy's a great programmer. And that's where groups that, um, Jade, I know you're involved in and Mark, you've come to is the Montana programmers. Um, like 90% of, of, of what happens at Montana programmers goes over my head. But I know I, I begin to get a feel for you know, these are the type of people that I could work with that I think I can communicate well with mm -hmm. and who have similar design philosophies and project philosophies as I have. Um, I think there's like, a, as much as people like to buy their products close to home and like to buy their food at farmer's markets, there's really a certain validity to doing your shopping locally when it comes to web development. And so whenever possible, I like to, I like to buy local and I like to sit down and have a beer with somebody that I'm working on a project with. I, I just think that that's um, brings a lot of cool collaboration to the table. Sure. You, there's all these collaboration tools that really help with uh, long distance communication, but at the same time, there's, there's nothing to real that really substitutes for sitting down and, and having a face to face conversation. Sure. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, one of those things where, uh, you know, you want to just look at work, you want to look at productivity, but fit is huge. You know, I mean, when you're working with someone, I always I am always so concerned with personality and fit, because, I mean, if you can't get along, it's just going to be murder that whole time you're working together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm always looking for programmers who are willing to work with the fact that I oftentimes have more vision than I do, um, than I do actual know-how. So like I'll, I'll have an idea of what I want the final product to be. And I'll oftentimes, 
describe that in my passionate and probably not so technical terms. And those types of programmers that can sit down and say, okay, I, I get what you're going at here. Here's how we're going to actually go about making that vision happen. Those are the kinds of people that I look for. Um, you know, I, I love to be the big picture kind of guy, but I need those people that um, come to the table with, with the real practicalities to say, here's how it's going to actually happen. So, to bring so it, uh, uh, Phil, what are some of the common themes you see in freelancing as far as, I mean, do businesses usually just want a, a, a page with their website or are they looking to get their products online or? Um, you know, the biggest shift that I see um, is, is businesses wanting to be able to administer their own websites. Mm -hmm. And as designers, as developers, that has its own unique set of problems. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, so, you know, kind of being that guy who can advocate, absolutely, it's 2011, you should be able to administer your own website. But then on the other, on the flip side, being able to develop a system where they feel comfortable, number one, you know, and anybody who has a website that's too technical and too difficult to update just isn't going to update it no matter how much they've spent on the website. Mm -hmm. um, so developing a system that they're actually going to use, I think, is is incredible. And that gets back to, you know, user experience and what platform you choose and the client's, um, you know, level of, of technical understanding. Mm -hmm. So I see that being one of the biggest the biggest shifts and, and something that the small and medium businesses really want is if if they can't be in control of their own website, they don't even want to talk about it anymore. Wow, that's you know, it's funny, I guess one thing I've been thinking about is, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, even myself who, who lives here, you know, is, you know, we always tend to think of the web as like San Francisco, New York and Chicago, you know, but there is all this other space out there. And even in those big places, there's small markets, you know, small little chunks inside. And, and there's, you know, these small to medium businesses and these small web markets that, you know, like some people are thinking of these big giant things all the time, but like there's a lot of businesses out there that just need their presence on the web and need to be able to take care of it themselves. Absolutely. And, and that's kind of where like, I, I really step in, in the sense of, you know, I, I like to make, you know, I'm, I'm a big fish in a little pond in a sense of, um, I like to be able to make a big impact in a, and sometimes it just like you said, Jade, it's those small things. Like I, I want to help that next business. I want to help that main street downtown business understand what the web can do for them and how it can make a difference for them. Because I, I you know, I, I love my neighbors. I love living in the area that I, I live in. And certainly every now and then I, I love to take a, a bigger project from out of the area that, you know, really tests my chops. But at at the end of the day, what I really get a, a thrill out of is working with that small business that to them, it's a big deal. Um, so absolutely, you know, there, there's, there's always going to be web projects um, across the world, some of which are exciting, some of which are totally mundane. But for me, I, I, I just get a kick out of working hands on with, with business owners. So with that in mind, how, how do you find your clients? I mean, that's one thing I always really was really impressed with you is you have, uh, you know, such a, a large group of people that want to work with you and, and are happy to, how do you, how do you get that list? You know, I've been really blessed in the, in the sense that um, my philosophy has always been to really just treat your customer the way that you want to be treated. Treat them just as, as well as you can and, and, and do whatever it takes to make that customer happy. And I know that that sounds kind of like a cliche, you know, the customer is always right. But in, at the end of the day, if you've done right by your customer and you've been that person that they can rely on from a marketing standpoint and that they can rely on um, as their web guy, 
they're going to be the first per- you're going to be the first person that they refer you on to and if i've enjoyed working with one business and they refer me on to another there's a 99% chance that i'm going to enjoy working with that next business so i i, I you know i did, i just count myself really blessed that um, simply by doing that, I mean, I, I, I'm not afraid to share my marketing secret because that's it is just do right by your customers and, and the rest of it really just falls into place. So I wish I had some magic pill to share with everybody. You know, I really wish I could be like, if you do this, this, and this, and if you improve your search engine optimization, and if you do that, um, then everything, you know, will be better. But in the end, it's really all about your customers. In the end of the day, they're who you have to answer to. Yeah, and I mean, even, you know, it's funny, you know, Bozeman is, you know, as big as it is, it's a very small place. And, and these business owners are talking to each other and they're hanging out and they're saying, you know, man, I really wish I had a, you know, a way to update my website. And this other business owner is going to say, you know, I just worked with Phil and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've always, you know, lived by the adage too that even outside of Bozeman, you know, as we increasingly get into social networking and how much easier it is to research a web firm or research just a freelancer, everything's kind of becoming smaller in the sense that you can't hide anywhere, (laughs) you know, and and so those days of a web developer kind of just putting, whipping together this website that looks good in Firefox and doesn't take into account anything mobile and does it, you know, can't be found online, those are over because, you know, as a customer, you know, if I'm if I'm a business, I don't have to be loyal to you. You have to earn my loyalty. So, you know, it, it, the, those days are, are behind us of, of the kind of the snake oil salesman because just as soon as you do a Google search or just as soon as you reach out to a friend on Facebook and say, hey, how was it to work with this guy? It's it's going to be really apparent the way that you do work. And, and so I think that online communities are really making are really bringing the level of work up and at the same time it's bringing smaller guys like myself it's you know it's it's exposing me to a whole nother level of um customers that i otherwise just wouldn't have access to and and for that matter goes for programmers and goes for designers other people that i just wouldn't have access to mm-hmm. so there's you know a lot of people out there that are you know, I, I call them sort of like the halfway people, you know, they're, they're working a day job, but then they're going home and they're doing freelance work, you know, and they're, uh, you know, they're trying to break into the scene. Do you have any tips for, for those people, you know, to get out of that sort of part-time grind where you're working two jobs so that you can do this, you know, full-time and really live your, live your dream? <laughs> lots and lots of caffeine. <laughs> work, work your butt off. Um, you know, there, time is, time is your best friend or it's your worst enemy. Um, time is kind of the one thing that we never get back. So, um, you know, it's tough when you have personal commitments and you have a girlfriend that, you know, wants to spend time with you and you have kids that you need to spend time with, but you can squeeze that extra hour a day out somewhere. You can squeeze that small little personal project off, you know, while your wife drives the car, maybe you can be on your laptop, but that's really the key. If, If you're motivated and you're going to do it, you know, just do the best of your ability. And there's always going to be people out there um, who who notice what you're doing and who who appreciate what you're doing. So, like, get get caffeinated up and, and, and work your butt off because, you know, time is the one thing that, that people don't have more of. Yeah, that's great. I like your positive attitude and enthusiasm. It, it really shows that you care about what you're doing. Um, what I mean, what kind of things do you do when you're not freelancing? Um what are your hobbies? I'm kind of a ski bum and a river rat. <laughs> um, d- during the winter, you can always find me on the ski hill. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, al- I'm always outside doing something. Do you I, ski uh, or snowboard? I'm a skier. I'm a skier. Nice. Um, 
I, I'm a fifth generation Montana and I actually uh, grew up up in the big sky area. Oh, yeah. um, so, uh, you know, I got really lucky there instead of uh, dumping us in daycare. My parents had sent us up to the ski hill and trusted the ski patrol would call us if they call them, you know, if, <laughs> if anything went too, too terribly. Oh, uh, little Philip Downer hit a tree again. Better call yeah. parents. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. It explains a lot of my positive attitude. I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then during the summer, you know, I, I, I kayak and I raft and uh, take my dog for hikes and camping. And it's really, you know, a pretty traditional Montana lifestyle. Like, I think there's a reason that a lot of people live here. And, and fortunately for a lot of us, you know, we can, we can live in the Montana area. We can live in the places that we want to, but still not be cut off from a technology standpoint. We can work with those people, um, but still live the type of life that we want to live, which I, I, I feel incredibly blessed for. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, so, uh, Phil, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Philip Downer, he's a he's a fellow Bozeman, Montana uh, person, just like me and Mark. Beautiful, beautiful Bozeman, Montana. Uh, you're at Manifest Phil on Twitter and uh, ManifestCreative.com are your websites, correct? Indeed, we are. Um, actually, ManifestBozeman.com is our oh, is our website. My bad. My bad. Yep, and then um, I want to just plug the BozemanCreatives.com. Um, that kind of grew out of the Montana programmers, and that's just a local meetup for um, local uh, web designers and anybody that's in the creative industry. So it's it's totally in its infancy. It's totally informal. But anybody that's in the visual arts, I'd love to see them get involved as well. All right. Well, Phil, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you so much for contributing to the show uh, over the years. You've been an incredible help. You've given us so many uh, topics and web apps and ideas. I just thank you. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye. All right. I want to thank Phil for coming on the show. Uh, that was that was just a great conversation. Uh, Phil is very passionate, really, really great, and and you can tell he really likes what he does. Really loves his customers, so that's awesome. I uh, love the interviews. I hope that uh, we are going to do a lot more interviews in the future. I think we will. I like them. Tell us what you guys think. Uh, if you guys have any any uh, people you want to interview or any or, cool people that we right. should talk to, let us know. Or any topics that you want us to try and find someone to talk to about. Uh, we will we'll do our homework. So thank you. We'll see you guys next week.